All right. Welcome to Wordy Nerdy Podcast. I am your host, Wooderson Slater, and with me is my co-host and buddy, as always, Rabbit. Hey, Wooderson, how are you? What's up, dude? I'm good. And let's kick this off. We're going to be more professional this time. Well, but not all over the place. So we're going to do right here in the first segment. It's going to be nerdy. You you know, the the only segment that stays constant in these podcasts is at the beginning you always apologize for the previous <laughs> podcast <laughs> so that's maybe that yeah you know what that'll be the real first thing but then wooderson's apology hi guys i just want to say i'm sorry for last week i know uh, me and rabbit had no direction whatsoever and we were all over the place topic wise but i feel like if anything you got a little more inside of the psyche of wooderson and rabbit so I apologize for that, but we're going to do better this week. And this, uh, we're going to kick it off here with this second segment now after the apologies. Oh, Rabbit, do you need to apologize for anything? No, it's just you. I apologize <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. I said we're going to start doing nerd news in the beginning. So nerd news, it's anything that we've heard about or, you know, on social media or clicked on on the Internet or th- like that. No one reads papers anymore. That's for damn sure. I don't. Um, do you wrap it? Do you ever read a paper? No, I, <laughs> even when I was a kid back in the 1800s, I didn't read a newspaper. <laughs> I just remember the Sunday papers was like the only one I gave a shit about. Cause it had all the cartoon, like the whole like section of the, you pulled out with like the comics and cartoons on it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, and they were in color. So you got to read Prince Valiant in color. Yeah. That was the only thing. And then also I would always, if my parents were like, want to like drive to Tuscaloosa because we lived in middle of nowhere to go see a movie. Then I was always hunting down the movie theaters section to see what was playing and times and all that, you know, that was always a big deal for me. Yeah. You know what I did on long car rides? What? I always had silly putty and, uh, I would stick it on the hot car window it stuck, and then I would roll the window down so it would gum up the window. <laughs> so then they would have to stop the car and, and beat my ass. All right. And look, we're ranting off again. So nerd news. This week, what I uh, saw and got really excited about was Lionsgate is greenlighting Kevin Smith's Clerks 3. So I think for rebooting, like he had to do like a GoFundMe or a crowdfund or something like that or raise it himself. But now he's got a studio back in it. He can, it doesn't have to worry about all, you know, raising money for it or staying on a budget as tight. And so hopefully he can just really have fun because Clerks 2 was actually my favorite. Clerks 2, he really hit it out of the park. I am. I was very excited. I'm a little disappointed after getting so far in pre-production on Mallrats 2. But, you know, Clerks, I think, will always be probably his strongest Entry into his view askew verse. I mean, it's the one that kicked it all. It kicked it off, you know. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, I and Clerks definitely holds up today. Like I've watched it recently, you know, a few times. And as someone that works in the customer service industry, it holds up to like how fucking annoying customers can be, and what's going through our head, and how we all really feel about our jobs. You know. Yeah. I uh, I was in college uh, when Clerks 2 came out and the college movie channel played it a bunch. And so I watched Clerks 2 a ton. It is really funny. 
I dragged I I dragged my friends went to Tuscaloosa. Like I said, that was the like thirty something miles away, closest city to it where we lived. And we went there, and none of my friends were Kevin Smith fans. You know, if it wasn't a sports movie or a Fast and Furious movie or something on that level, they didn't watch it. You know, it was just, I just went to school with your typical Southern jocks. And um, but I dragged my buddies to go see this, and they all fucking loved it. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, something outside of Remember the Titan and Varsity Blues is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hate Remember the Titans. <laughs> Wait, it's a on, terrible we're, movie. We're still in nerd news. Um, so, it, what about you? Like, so I read I have Kevin Smith, uh, the um, Clerks Three, and yeah, I want Walrats too. I know he's doing that, so I'm hoping we that doesn't stop. And now he does Clerks Three, and then comes back to that because Walrats yeah. Two. It was supposed to be a series, and supposed to be all sorts of stuff. And I'm just like, just give it to me. I feel like I'm he's George George or Martin me with this shit here. George R. Martin I said George George. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, Kevin has always done things on his own terms. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, he does have lulls in his, um, between productions. But also, I mean, he had a pretty big life event two years ago when he almost died of a heart attack. So. Yes. So I'm definitely thankful that uh, he's still with us. But, uh, so did you, but do you have any nerd news for us? No, but I would really like to talk about Kevin Smith. Uh, his current projects talk about his Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that was the only news I had. So now we'll go into the next segment, or we'll just go right to it. So it's going to be the where we appreciate maybe a, just a certain person in the industry that we really love, and obviously we're in the mood to talk about Kevin Smith, so he's the topic for this. Now, if you don't know it, I'm going to give you just a real insight. People, about, I don't know Kevin Smith. He is directed, like we said, Clerks was his first movie. Then he went on to do Mall Rats, which is my favorite of his movies because that's just the first one that introduced me to him. Then he did Dogma or Chasing Amy, Dogma, um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks to Jersey Girl, and then he's also done Red State. Um, was was it was it Tusk. called Tusk? He did, yeah, he did I, Tusk. I was like, I guess like it's not called War. Yoga Hosers. He's directed episodes of CW's Supergirl, The Flash. Um, I don't think he's done any Legends of Tomorrow. He's, yet. Uh, he's also written some comic books. Uh, he's, I, I would say that he was probably one of the first to have like real fan reach out and be very accessible. Oh yeah. Fans. Um, my first experience with Kevin Smith is my cousin uh, took me to the movies and we saw Dogma. Oh, and, you saw Dogma in theaters. I'm so fucking yeah. jealous. Oh, man. <laughs> and I was, you know, I didn't, uh, I was too young uh, in the, like, early mid-90s when he did um, his first three. But uh, I saw Dogma. I was blown away. And then um, I remember Jay and Silent Bob, like, their intro. And uh, <laughs> my cousin was like, these two guys, they're, like, in all his movies. And I was like, all his movies? I have to go back. Um you know, and then later on, it was still a few years before I really like looked at his view askew verse. Uh, but you know, talk about somebody who created a shared universe before anybody else. Yeah, I mean that's why he's just so perfect for like you know the just the the geek dumb community that is today. I mean, he's such a good trailblazer and leader for it. I mean, he did. He had also had that AMC series, Comic Book Man, because you know. Yeah. He's, got his own fucking store and the dude is just a hundred percent dedicated to being a, a geek to the nerds to his fans and it's oh yeah i just 
have kind of infinite love for that guy and his post. If you follow him on social media, he shares a lot of heart in all of his posts. You ever notice that read his stuff he writes? Oh, yeah. No, he's he's a very emotional guy. Um, so for me, Kevin Smith, like so we you know, I grew up in Alabama. We lived in the, like just middle of nowhere and uh, so we had direct TV and even better, we had the stars package. So I got to watch a lot of movies, especially after my parents were asleep and I didn't go to sleep. And at a you know, probably Young age, but the first one I liked was Mallrats, and they just loved it for so many reasons as a teenager. But the, one of the main big draws was Jay and Silent Bob. That's what kind of got me digging more into the universe because I love one or more of these characters. Then I, you know, I think I probably went on to watch. Um, I think Dogma was next, and uh, like once again, being a Southern boy and you having that good old like kind of Baptist style Christianity shoved in your face your whole life. And then you watch a dogma. It was scary. <laughs> it was scary for a moment. I remember like it freaking me out. <laughs> it's so clever too. Yeah. And now I watch it. I'm just like, Oh, it's so fucking great. I wish, yeah. you know, it's the one that's on lockdown with the Weinstein company it will never be like released to be or streaming wise. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's the Weinsteins or whoever the company or whatever, Someone's got the streaming rights and they're not, or the rights to it. And it's not, they're never going to release it. So, like, it'll be available on Netflix or Prime, or you can have it on video demand. So, the only version I have right now, well, I, I got two. I have my VHS and I had the DVD when I found it at like a thrift store two years ago. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I'm in a Kevin Smith group on Facebook. And someone asked about that, like, hey, why can I not find Dogwood? And someone, like, went into all of it. I don't, I mean, I don't know if the Weinstein company's still around, but it's whoever's affiliated that. It's not. Um, and, you know, eventually they're going to have to start selling off assets to uh, pay for Harvey's legal fees. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully one day, because I know Kevin doesn't have it, because there, there is a full version you can watch, you know, good quality i won't say great but good quality of it on youtube and he has shared that link like on his website to stuff because that's the only place you can watch it if you don't have a physical copy in in kevin smith um he doesn't get enough credit for like how important he is to the history of american cinema he came in he did clerks on his own for like $20,000. You know, he, he needs to be talked about in the same breath that you talk about uh, the other young indie artors that came in like Robert Rodriguez, like Tarantino, you know, yeah, he was making like potty humor stuff, but he was, you know, he's okay. making it on his terms. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm sitting there outside watching outside of the Hollywood like production machine and clerks for its limited resources is great. And like I said, it still holds up today. It's fucking great. It's because the, it's because the humor is like so relatable and you know, I mean, he was like clerks came out and it was like, uh, it was a sensation and he was held as one of these, these new filmmakers, uh, mall rats, kind of fell flat with critics but he came back immediately after with chasing amy which was a huge uh hit with the critics and you know was able to do dogma so he had some some pretty big uh 
critical darlings right out the gate, which I think has allowed him to kind of. I now, I, I appreciate Kevin Smith. I appreciate I. I know what he's trying to do and trying to say with all his 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 movies. Uh, I know he there's some criticism for things that are lightweight, like Jersey Girl. I love Jersey Girl. I think he was one of the first ones to really bet big on Ben Affleck when nobody believed in Ben Affleck. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, I can't. Re- I was sitting there watching Mallrats, and I because when him and Jay got their stars on the Hollywood Fame, I think it was last year or maybe 2019 before the pandemic, Affleck talked about that. And I can't remember if Mallrats was his first role or Days of Confused was, but he was, yeah, like no one was wanting, he gave him that role in Mallrats, which he was basically like, you know, the, one of the bad guys, you know, Rooker's the main villain, but he's definitely, you know, Brody's villain in it. If, you know, yeah, T.S.'s villain is Rooker's character and then Affleck's Brody's character's villain. And so, um, you know, he definitely nailed it. He takes that stereotype douchebag, uh, full of himself, <laughs> fashionable male. <laughs> yeah, but um, so for me, so for Kevin Smith, like like I said, so I, I then as I for me, whenever I get on to like hooked on somebody, I just want to dig and dig. So I remember like back in the day, if we ever went to like Tuscaloosa, that's I'm telling you, that was just the place you went to get grocery. All right, you have to go like the Sam's and stock up and all that shit. <laughs> So before you before you head back up to Hillbilly Mountain, where yeah, you exactly. And so whenever we go to the mall, man, like if I had money or my mom would give me money, I went to like two places. First one was always Suncoast Video, and if I didn't burn all the money I had there, then it was going to be KB Toys to get action figures. If I didn't find cool action figures at Suncoast, but so I remember just racking up on everything I could find. Kevin Smith, I like I had Clerks on VHS. I got a VHS copy of Mall Rats. I think I never got a chasing Amy because you know it's kind of, you know it's more mature, so I didn't have that kind of like <laughs> you said potty humor. So I think I got a DVD of it like when I was like in high school, and then another thing I nailed I got on VHS is the Clerks animated series, the full series on VHS. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I've actually good. bought it on my Prime Video account. I have it in my Prime library. It, it's it does speak to my soul. I mean. It's so funny, and one of the reasons I think it's funny is because uh, one of the big like kind of producers and writers and guys is um, from Veep is involved in it. I can't think of his name right now. He also had a cameo in reboot, but uh, I feel bad. I can't remember his name, but he's so fucking funny. And then I'm watching the animated series of Clerk, and I was like, you know what? I like this shit. But then again, I like a lot of stuff. But the biggest, uh, my biggest achievement, well, not my biggest, but one of my first great uh experience with kevin smith was jay and silent bob strike back was coming out in theaters and i, I was huge i had like jay and silent bob action figures i ordered from jay and silent bob stash in new jersey then i had them shipped to me all the way in bumfuck alabama and i was so excited and the silent bob action figure had a talk button and you pushed it and it said nothing of course i was like this is so fucking great and anyway, so that movie came out, and I had Bluntman and Chronic action figures too. I was like, just, just geared up for it. And I talked my stepdad. I'm, I mean, I don't even know the story I told him, but he bought tickets for me, him, and my brother. So I was, I'm like probably like 15. So you know, and my brother's 10. If I'm if 15, I probably was like 14 or 13, honestly. So my brother's way too young for this movie. And we all go sit down and watch Jay's Hunter Bob Strike Back. 
and my stepdad was just like glaring at me with just so much anger and hate because <laughs> that's not his type of movie and just saying the F word like this starts off with a little kid saying fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but he was such a cheap bastard, he would not leave the theater. Yeah. So I got to watch the, whole, the whole thing. <laughs> Good for you, man. He was. I mean, it's off. it's a modern classic. <laughs> he was pissed the whole time, dude. But I was just like in love, and then also I didn't really care for him, so I kind of was getting off on him being mad too. <laughs> but uh, oh, I was obsessed, man. I remember like a <clears throat> Entertainment Weekly or something had just like a little article, and maybe they were on the cover, and I would like I had it. Ripped it off and put it on my wall and shit like that, dude. I was all about Jay and Silent Bob and Kevin Smith for like most of middle school. Yeah, that's good. And then the one damn good thing that really happened to me in 2020 was in January, they Kevin and Jay and their crew came to Oakland at the Oakland Theater to, for the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow. And I went to that, and it was fucking amazing. They came out, they introduced the movie, he talks to us, they, we show the movie, and then they come up for a Q&A, and it's not like a bullshit Q&A where you're like, hey, you know, what was it like to work with Stan Lee? And then he just gives a quick minute answer. It was like every question, Kevin sat there with like rambling, like kind of like you do, just like going off for like 20, 30 minutes, like really answering that question to that fans and talking to us it was i had to leave because i had to go catch you know the train but uh but fuck it was i was like this dude actually cares for his fans he, cares. he gives a shit about us he yeah he pays it back kind of he does because like he knows that he's living his dream and he's super thankful and like part of his appeal is like this just the sincerity and everything that he does and that and you can see that in in every movie he makes um no matter I how love- I love his, like, you know, mall rats. Like, there's Easter's eggs eggs in mall rats for, like, the nerd world. And one of the big thing is, because if you've ever, like, he's talked about it a lot. You know, he loves Conan the Barbarian movies. And LaFleur's is played, I, I can't remember the actor's name, but the LaFleur's security guard of mall rats is played by one of the main, like, you know, James Earl Jones' minion kind of guys or um, in the Conan Barbarian. Did you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And who was that actor? Because he's been in like I, a shit. Oh, he, he, he never really says much, but he's big as hell, and he's always just you know a bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah. you know, another great thing is like Stan Lee. Kevin Smith was this, obviously grew up as a Stan Lee fan. Met the guy, put him in his movie. They became lifelong pals. And, like, he was taking care of Stanley in the later years of his life after his wife had already passed. Yeah. I mean, he only outlived his wife by a year. Yeah. Um, but and the, th- the thing that's, out, like, astonishing about that is when he put Stan Lee in Mallrats, it wasn't like today where Stan Lee is, you know, a a comic book god. Like, he was – if you knew comic books, you knew him, but – he wasn't, Stanley wasn't known to like the masses, you know, there wasn't a $10 billion movie empire. Right. That he helped build. So it, it's really great to see, um, real classic Stanley and not Stanley, the myth that yeah. was like the last decade of his life. Well, that was one thing he said, he like this about. True, like true, like honest to goodness, like nerd dumb and not just, you know, 
Oh no, this can't. I mean, I don't even know if you say the cameo. He's got a full blown fucking scene where he talks yeah. to Jason Lee, that Brody, and you know about you know what the creating what I think is Fantastic Four and stuff like that. And uh, you know the, the the love of his life. He gives him that story. And story how he missed the girl. It's a great fucking scene. It's more than a cameo. Yeah, no, it's the, yeah, it's it's him living his dream of actually like hanging out with Stan Lee. It's it's awesome. And um, but I was gonna say when it, when I was at the reboot roadshow, uh, one of the things he joked about was like how he, Mark Hamill wasn't in reboot, and it was just like, hey, let me just tell you something. There's a big difference in Mark ha- getting Mark Hamill to come onto your project in 2000, talking about because he was a you know cockknocker in 2000. Yeah, he was. And, and then here we are in 2020, and he's fucking now he's got like you know the Last Jedi and <laughs> the Rise of Skull, Skywalker and all sorts of shit going on. So. <laughs> It was just like his availability and such has changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. A guy that was like just n- nerd culture success story, and now nerd culture's mainstream. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes it harder for him. Well, um, I mean, you've funny. seen reboot, right? Like it's really good. Like, yeah. and it makes and it. I don't know if you say it makes fun, but it definitely like kind of like draws some clarity. This whole reboot. Uh, redo shit that's going on in like the movie world now. You know, what is if it's not a reboot? It's a what's the like, I can't think of the other. It's a what do they call it now? When they totally change out like that Point Break, it wasn't a reboot. It was what because it was just it was a remake. Uh, remake, yeah. Shit, I'm just drawing a blank. Sorry, but yeah. So and it's just like they really attacked like how that, that's going on because I mean Jay and Silent Bob is called a reboot. Um, but it's definitely stands on its own and it sticks out from all these other like movies coming out to this day. Like there's some real heart in that one. Like it made me cry. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, I once watched with a girlfriend, Zach and Mary make a porno (laughs) (laughs) and she hated it. I've only seen it once and I don't really remember. I think that's the one. It's, it's probably some of his grossest humor. (laughs) And, that I think one of the like because he's such an acquired taste. It's so funny to watch it like with your stepdad or my girlfriend. They're just gonna hate it the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I, I love I love Kevin Smith. Like every movie he's done, I've pretty much like I know even if it's not what I would consider very successful in its storytelling, I get what he's trying to do, and I appreciate the sincerity. Um, I mean, he's kind of like. And not, you know, it's kind of like a non artsy David yeah. Lynch. If you think about his movies and how you know, bankrolls, I mean, he's never been yeah. like super, you know, big picture, big budgeted. Like, that's why, like, Zach and Mary and Cop Out, you know, he or what had this probably biggest budgets and we're going to be like yeah. mainstream movies. And those are kind of like his two of his worst, or I don't even want to say worst, but you know, those definitely like his least fan I, favorite for sure. I, I would say it's. You know, Zach and Mary has a very um they don't feel Kevin Smith, you know? Yeah, they're very mainstream. Cop out, I think, suffers from him not really getting along with Bruce, Bruce Willis, and you can yeah. kind of tell that. Um and even movies that I didn't really consider were that funny, like yoga yoga hosers. Yeah. Like I get like he was, you know, he was putting something together for his his daughter to do. And Johnny Depp's daughter. 
and Johnny Depp's daughter because Lord knows she needs help getting into the industry. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, I really like Tusk, though. I thought that was super inventive and terrifying. Yeah, dude, Tusk fucks with you hard. He like, can do good horror. The Red can. State and, and Tusk. Oh, man, Red State is another one. And Ma- what's Michael Parks in Red State was so fucking good. And John Goodman. And, um, yeah, those are those are ones that you watch. And, like, at the end of it, you're like, oh, everyone's just quiet for a little bit. <laughs> you know, like, you just need to breathe for a second. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm super excited for his um his Masters of the Universe. It's coming out tonight at midnight. I'm I'm so, gonna watch it. I I love He Man. The '80s He Man cartoon is pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that what last week or so. Yeah. yeah. Um. They, they had a, a 2002 reboot that was pretty good on Cartoon Network. It's got a really cool universe. Yeah. Um, you know, magic there's a lot of characters and science and Skeletor is just a great bad guy. And Mark <laughs> Hamill is Skeletor. That's just that's a home run right there. I know. I mean, I'm I'm fucking stuck. And I didn't even watch the old series. I just the Don't star power, the star power and just knowing what it's about. Like I was like Kevin's Kevin's the driving this uh, project and he's got all these fucking great stars in it and of course Jay Muse is in there what's his character is like like stinkweed or something something weird kind of name to him <laughs> that guy has had a huge career just for being friends with Evan Smith that he's that guy's only had a career because he's friends with Kevin Smith he's he's pretty funny though I, I love hearing him yeah talk you know nonsense. he has he was it um has directed it he was started it and directed his own movie it's called madness to the method and it's really not that bad of it like a little indie movie it's on prime have you watched it yet no yeah it's it's not that bad actually i just didn't get a chance to finish it but it was pretty good had a lot of good little cameos or celebs pop up in it um but you know so go back to kevin smith you know let's tell for people that don't know his movies real quick so clerks his first one is just about two guys. One works in a quick stop grocery store and the other one works in a movie video store, store. And they're in the, like the same little strip mall kind of thing. Yeah. Once the, the quick stop guy is Dante, the movie rental guy is Randall. Dante is more of your like, he hates his job, but he still does a decent job. Like he keeps the store clean. He's not really rude to the customers. He tries to keep it together, but he, you know, he wants more. Randall is more of kind of like me. <laughs> he's total slacker. He does. He knows his job's bullshit, and that this takes a lot for him to be fired. So he takes advantage of that, and like he always locking the store to go over to the quick stop and just sit there and shoot the shit with Rant, uh, Dante. And he's always saying offensive stuff to customers in front of customers, and so. But they're just the representing you know, those customer service. All of us have done it. Yeah, hope, you know, yeah. and then just where we have to deal with these idiotic shit from people and questions and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, it's really good insight. You know, and the one of the tagline yeah. is just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you, which is 100 percent fucking true. <laughs> and I think the movie's great and the humor is great and relatable. But what's the, the best part of that movie is how he made it. You know, he made this with twenty thousand dollars. Black and white. Black and white. He got it at the convenience store that he worked at. Right. He worked at that convenience store 
all day and then shot all night. Yeah, and he, there's, the people still own it, and they're like, you know, like his family, basically. You know, he's hella yeah. close to them. And they're, they're going back there to shoot Clerks 3. I'm so oh, excited yeah. for it. I love and, that uh, he has a lot of loyalty to his, like, hometown. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> he's very much a Jersey boy. Well, that was one thing he talked about in interviews, or maybe they said at a road show, like, you know, how much like New Jersey showed up for the reboot road show. And someone was like, well, you fucking they better. Cause who else did they got <laughs> to be really proud of? Uh, who did they have? Um, uh, Bruce Springsteen. So that you got the boss and then you got Kevin Smith, which to me is just, some. they also have the, Jersey De- they also have the Jersey devil. Who's, <laughs> you know, I would say in a, as far as American monster men, it's Sasquatch is number one. Uh, then Mothman, then Jersey Devil. So number three. Was, wait, I thought you were talking about the hockey team. What's the Jersey Devil? The Jersey, the Jersey Devil is uh, apparently this winged monster man that lives in the like the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. Uh, and I think the legend is he was like the thirteenth child of some some poor dude, and he's just like, oh, I don't want another kid. <laughs> I curse I curse this child and it came out as a little devil man and it's just been like flying around uh, the Jersey forest like scaring people. No, no, no. It's it's living in San Francisco in apartment three sixty five with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's skunk ape. <laughs> oh, good old Trent. God do I do I love him. He, while we were talking, I could tell that we were interrupting. He works from home, and he quietly opened the door and put a blanket over it and closed it back to, like, soundproof. <laughs> yeah, how's his OnlyFans going? <laughs> well, Rabbit, as you know, you're me and you are his OnlyFans, so <laughs> how much did you donate this week? <laughs> well, you know, uh, my, my girlfriend has um, taken over my credit cards and cut them up. <laughs> So I'm going to have to start sending envelopes with change in it. No, what's the what's the thing you like everyone would go to like the grocery store and they have to do the oh. money transfers Western Union. Yeah, yeah, I've had to do that to pay my union dues. And it was awful. The people I was in line with were just like sad people. <laughs> I know I've I've I don't know if I've ever actually had to do it, but I know I worked at like grocery stores and stuff where we had them, and it was just like I was like, "What? What's really going on over there? What? Where? What are these?" They're just makes me think. <laughs> makes me think of old movies where someone like calls on a payphone and is like, "Mabel, I need you to wire me a bus <laughs> ticket." Yeah, it was just like you know, I'm not gonna lie. You get some weird characters and they're coming in and wiring money, and you're just like. Oh yeah, should, should, it's we, like, be, it's should people, we be doing this? <laughs> it's people that that are in jail. It's I don't know. It's people that are I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like is it ransom money sometimes for like people that have been held hostage? Like they went to a country on vacation and now they're trapped there. And I I don't know. It's it's got to be people that don't have a bank. And well, now we're just getting into like social economic problems. Yeah, you're right. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting to, <laughs> So that was Clerks. Um, you know, I don't know if we need to describe every Kevin Smith movie. I'd say Clerks is first one. It hit the highlights. Um, Mallrats, it's kind of in its name. It's, it's a really good 90s 
um, I wouldn't even say teens, more like kind of early college crowd kind of scene, yeah. post high school, maybe. And then just about back in the day where the mall was the place to be, you know, it wasn't just a bunch of like fuck, sad stores that dying out like they are these days. It was actually the hot spot to be and all the different array of characters. It was, blood. It was like the yeah. lifeblood of like an urban community. Was and, then, and I really appreciated how he, Kevin Smith and Reboot, when they went back to the mall, showed how dead and sad it was compared to like you're watching mall rats, you know? Yeah. He, he's definitely, uh, he, it would have been weird like in Reboot if they went back to the mall and it's still like popular and colorful and everyone's there and like, that's not malls today. Yeah. The malls today are Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> prime baby yeah prime prime, prime. Well, it was you know he did mall rats and then chasing amy within a year of each other and i will say that pro- chasing amy is probably his magnus like magnum opus you know but has it held up that's what i was thinking about i like, think it i think it does i think it well one thing and i will say it it doesn't hold up as like it says fag way too much yeah and like in that in that classic like you know like um, hetero sense of like it's cool to say but it's not because it's basically just like throwing the n word out there. That's the, yeah, my no, one. It definitely is. That's it my one. That's my one big stigma with it. it's like like but I, you know it's that's the '90s and that's Brody character and you know you could people say that like with Tarantino and so I mean like I don't it's like a huge like Tarantino's no, actual n word. Yeah, I will say this about Kevin Smith. I know that he probably regrets that heteronormative, but the story of it is really good, though. It's really good, non conventional romance, good characters. Can you stop washing dishes while we're doing a podcast? I'm not washing dishes, I'm not washing dishes, but I was, I'm doing this in my living room, and I noticed that one of the plants is wilting, so I'm getting some water. Well, you know what? That fucking plant will still be in that state when we done do this, but the listeners don't want to hear to your toiletries going on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Your, mo- your mom will be very appreciative <laughs> that I'm watering these plants. You know what, dude? Your mom we, doesn't listen to it. I know. Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't have the anchor app. Well, I guess you can't see the account, but hey, we're getting plays, all right? Last yeah. episode four did get 18 plays, even if it was me and you hitting, you know, we each did it nine <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why when I listened to this, I'm like, oh, good. I watered that plant. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. So you just tell your girlfriend, hey, go to like 34 minutes and you help me watering the plant. So, you know, I did it today. Yeah. <laughs> did my taxes, water the plants, um, build out life insurance. So okay, let's tackle. I, I you brought up Chase and Amy, and we you know it's it is what it is. It's this we could talk about the storyline, but the one I'd rather really put time to is Dog Dogma. Because, no, Dogma is brilliant. I mean, you talk. You said Chase and Amy is Magnus Opus. I think Dogma is because he like he you know he grew up what Catholic, and he was like okay, so mm-hmm. there's this belief, and then there's gonna I'm gonna add the Kevin Smith to it, and then it's fucking amazing. Yeah, the humor is really good and insightful. Great cast, man. And he's and that's another thing. he praises Alan Rickman anytime he does. He always loves that he got like got to work with Alan Rickman and even Jay Muse, who plays Jay of the Jay and Silent Bob, even said that he was really nervous and intimidated about being in a movie. Alan Rickman was like was trying to like be an actual actor for that one and not a fucker. Yeah, <laughs> it was. This is like prime career Alan Rickman. This is prime career. The, um. For like Chris Rock, oh yeah, 
This so is let, all right, I'm gonna the get, very I'm, beginnings I'm, of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah, I mean, they're com- they had to be just coming off the heels of Good Will Hunting at that point, right? Yeah, and a great cameo by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, real, I'll go. To the, I'm going to describe it real quickly. So, Dogma. It starts off, and damn it, I can't remember the actress' names, but you know, it's the the woman from that works in the morgue in the Men in Black movie. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she works at an abortion clinic, and she is like a person that still goes to church, but her faith is pretty much dead. You know, she doesn't even know if she believes in it anymore. And then she gets visited by an angel. Um, the voice of God. What is his name? Is it Gabriel or I can't remember who he is, but it's played by Alan Rickman, Severus Snape from it's Metatron. Metatron, yeah. And who is actually in the Bible. That is what Enoch became when he was brought up into heaven. Okay. He's like, he's, he's super angel. Super angel. Okay, so that's who Rickman plays. And he basically tells her that she's pregnant with the last Messiah, like the next Jesus for the, the world. And what's also going on is that there's some demons and they're trying to like make it to where what they're trying to like, they can open the gate and they can like, they can, so the, I can't remember what they're really do, they're doing here. Help me out now. I'm fucking drawing a blank. What they were, they're attacking the Catholic church, but the whole goal was to basically just end the world by opening Oh yeah. They were going to open the gate to heaven. So like the dis- disgraced angels, uh, played by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, could go back because they were thrown out of heaven. And if they can go back in, then that would like just do a huge upset, and everything would be destroyed. I get that was like kind of the main premise, right? Yeah, one of them is named Loki. Yeah, and the other one I forget has another name. And then so and they're um so the demons are chasing after them, and so after you know the lady from Men in Black and uh. So she bumps into two prophets who are played by Kevin Smith and Jay Muse, who are doing their classic characters, Jay and Silent Bob, which them supposed to be the prophets is just fucking hilarious. And then Chris Rock falls from the sky because he's the t- 13th apostle. He's the fr- 13th apostle and he was left out of the Bible because he's, he's black. black. <laughs> his name was, I think his name was Rufus, right? And yeah, he, it was. And so he joins them in the quest and then they like, you know, they go to like, uh, wind up going to a strip club at some point, or Jay and Silent Bob wandering one, and that's where the shit demon comes out of the toilet. Oh, oh, and we it, forgot. And Selma Hayek. Uh, Selma is Hayek is yeah, in it. she plays the the muse, right, or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and well, even more so, it's Selma Hayek has a very God, that's a, that's a scene. huge. That is a huge cast. Yeah, and so they go on, so they fight a shit demon, and then they have to keep going on, and they get to the church where it's all supposed to go down. And they tell the priest about it, and the priest is played by a comedy legend George Carlin, <laughs> who he put in two other movies. Yep. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. You did. You're right. And then, so I don't want to give it all away. It's it's really good. It definitely attacks. I don't say attack. It's it's, it's humor. Good religion humor. You know. It's it's, it's good religion satire. It doesn't. Satire. I mean, it's not making fun of religion or saying religion's wrong. I mean, in the movie, God does exist. All this does exist. But it, oh, it definitely did it piss off my dad, though, that it, it, God was represented by a woman, Alanis Morrison. <laughs> and, uh, but then it says, like, God can be whatever God wants to be. Exactly. You know? it, it definitely attacks the hypocrisy of the church. Man, people that can't accept that God can be a woman or anything, it's like, like yeah. what? What's the big? But, it, but it's right deal? there. It's right there in its title, dogma. Like, yeah. It, well, they even like they have now when you watch it, 
you know, as the word, the disclaimer that comes of like this, we're just our sense of humor. We're not really saying this is real, what we believe. So just fucking take a chill pill. You know what I mean? That's what it, it's, it sucks that you have to do that now. It's like bad. Yeah. Well, they had to do it like 10, got, 15, 20 years ago. You'd be like, oh, this is satire. People, I mean, I remember when it came out, like the church people and everyone was like so against it and the Catholic, like fighting it and what? hating it. They had a, he really, this, that's the one that got him like, you know, I guess a more hot water. It also, it also is probably one of the best Kevin Smith gags when he shows up to one of the protest as a protester. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I've heard about it. I've never, it's like the YouTube, is there a YouTube video? You can or watch it. Yeah. You can watch it like him <laughs> being interviewed as a protester for this movie. Well, you know, it's like really funny back, back in the day, like you were talking like, I mean, and I guess it still worked, but like, I always love bringing up Roger Corman. Like he loved when people were like hated his movies because then he would just throw what they were saying in the advertisement. Like hey, these people hated so much, you know, and that made all the teens want to go see it more, you know. <laughs> the, um, Mothers yeah. against drunk drivers are against this movie. Yeah, any 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 press is good press. Yeah, and so okay, so he did Dogma, and then after Dogma. He went on to do Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back, right? Which for me was just because I always loved these guys. So this was like I want to say, I want to say Clerks Two happened no. before. Are you no. sure? Clerks? Yeah, I'm 100 percent sure because I okay. was like in high school and driving when Clerks Two came out. Um, so he did Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back, which is just a total just homage to his Viewerskew verse, all the nerdy things that he loved with just cameos and jokes and Easter eggs galore. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of and the best just... parts of that is that uh, Ben Affleck plays his two different characters, right? <laughs> ben Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, dude. It's, I love it. It's like, well, look at these two morose motherfuckers right here. It looks like someone took a shit in their cereal. Dung! That's Ben Affleck's first words in the movie. <laughs> Uh, dude, yeah, when I remember watching that in the theaters, and then I got, like, the two-disc DVD special came out on, and I sang the song in the beginning, like, all the time, you know, that fuck, 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 mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck, mother, mother, it's just, it spoke everything I needed to at the time, and it still does, and, and George, George Collin was in there as the homeless guy, all right, so we're doing it again, we're not describing, Jay and Silent Bob, they basically have to go, it's like a cross-country movie, one of those, like, buddy yeah, on the road, movies, on the road to stop a movie being made about them in Hollywood. I don't want to give it all away, but it's it's just fucking hilarious. And they bump into George Carlin, and he plays a homeless guy. He teaches them how to hitchhike. Yeah, and he tells about a hitchhike. He's like, "You what is it? You got to know the rules of the road." And basically <laughs> tells him, "If you want to get a ride, you got to give head." <laughs> that that face he does is he like is his head goes down. Yeah. It's so funny, which leads to uh, another really great cameo is uh, Carrie Fisher as a nun. <laughs> and I love when he's like, no more um, got something or Harry Bush nuns. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when they's like, it's like we're trapped in a fucking cartoon and then that like ragged out mystery machine is there and they're like with the Scooby-Doo gang kind of. God, that movie had that movie had prime Shannon Elizabeth too in it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. But she's still. I mean, she's in reboot. And I was like, my God, she still looks like Nadia from American Pie. 
I mean, like, oh, just God. like, just like she did. Yeah. Oh, oh man, we, we can't break up American Pie because I was literally going through puberty, and at that age, where like when that that movie, I was I was all about it when it came out. Seeing this, I I have a funny story about American Pie. Okay, I was in high school, and I had to go to summer school every year. And if you've ever been to summer school, you usually end up watching a lot of movies. <laughs> And we had this professor, well, I say professor, like it was college. We had this teacher. <laughs> um, and he was like, he was like very devout Seventh-day Adventist or Jehovah's Witness or one of those. And someone like talked to him and was like, hey, we want to watch this movie. And it was like American Pie. <laughs> Another movie that we, he, we talked him into letting us watch was uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But did he let you finish American Pie? We did. We finished that movie. Holy shit. I was introduced to uh, Rastafarian culture in summer school (laughs) by a teacher. Um, One girl punched a guy in in the face in one class and knocked his tooth out. And his tooth flew across the room and landed on my on my Chuck and on my Chuck Taylor. Oh my oh, god! Man. I I can so, do a whole podcast just on the three school. years that I had to do summer school. <laughs> All right, so hang on, we you know we get back in on the the Kevin Smith train. So after Stripe back, um, he did he do Jersey? Yeah, I think Jersey Girl. Yeah, he did Jersey Girl, and that's that's probably his first different movie from his format. And it's uh, yeah, well, it's not in the view of skewers. No, nah, yeah, and, and, it's, it's, and guys, when you hear that term, so his movies were production company was called view askew great and like like and and like um everybody you know this whole universe is now now it's called the view askew verse which like rabbit said earlier kevin smith was kind of building a shared universe before it was ever a fucking thing just because he had jay and silent bob always pop up throughout his movies so that kind of lets you know it was connected actually and one thing i'll go back actually and i found it in a thrift store or secondhand store in alameda out here and i was just so boned up when I found it. It's called Chasing Dogma, and it's a comic book that he did and put out between the making of Chasing Amy, or the release of Chasing Amy and the release of Dogma. And it basically tells you how Jay and Silent Bob, because you know, like you said, he's kind of like John, well, that's John Hughes. He, all, all of his like movies for the most part, like Clerks, Mall Rats, they were happening in the same area in like Leonardo, New Jersey, or that area. And then so now, um, he, they were in uh, where the John Hughes takes part. Was that Illinois? Illinois, yeah, there. yeah. So that's how Jay and Solid. It tells you how they got there and why they showed up there. And it's it's a really funny comic book, actually. It's pretty cool. So, uh, did you know about that? I, I did. Yeah, he does. He references John Hughes in Dogma. Yeah, he they they do talk about like why they're there, like. Like, we watch these John Hughes movies and we thought it'd be chicks putting out and stoner. Yeah, cool this town, kids. the town doesn't exist. Then. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some but, uh, suburb of like Chicago. I forget the name of it. I've seen every John Hughes movie like but 10 times. The, the next thing, so we've talked about, and like Jay and Silent Bob Reboot was just like these characters and they did another cross country buddy movie, but it was mainly like for a lot. I know, I know, but um, I. I just could. We've talked about reboots so much. You've, like find a, you've you, we've talked about one reboot. We talked about Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. That's that's what. I, 
that's what I'm saying. I brought it up. I felt like I it is his last it. movie. So yeah, it does make sense that we talk about his last movie that came out. But um, I just people were like yeah. So that's it's the follow up to Strike Back, and it's making fun of reboots, the remake culture that's going on. At the same time, kind of telling like you know how a person goes from a man child to a man, and like you know growing into adulthood and life and shit like that. it's really good. It, it, like I said, it made me cry. Still a lot of good cameos in there. But, yeah, so going back, after he did Strike Back and Jersey Girl, he did Clerks 2, which the sequel to the very first movie he did, which was, like you said, done on $20,000 and black and white. Now he's got being bankrolled by a production company. He's got millions of dollars to make it, and it it's fucking phenomenal. I love Clerks 2, maybe more than Clerks 1, just because maybe just the jokes, man. They just hit harder in it. In- like. They, what it is, the Dante and Randall's, their stores burned down. They still were working at their stores in, like, what, 2006 when the movie came out. And so they get a job at Movies, the fake fast food chain that he has in his movies. And they, so they're working at a fast food restaurant now. as like, in their 40s. It's got Rosario Dawson in it. Th- that's She's another – that's an example of, of him just having great casting sense. Yeah. Rosario Dawson, beginning of her career – Oh, she knew. She knew. knew, yeah. And then you got, um, the, I never can remember the kid that plays like the Transformer nerd, but he was fucking great in it. And you also had Jay and Silent Bob show up. Jason Lee does a scene. Ben Affleck did a cameo. And then you just had a bunch of other cameos in it. But a great, I just really like that story a lot. Kind of like hits in, you know, like, uh, you know another, <clears throat> these guys just being clerks and having this one kind of style and persona about them and then they lose it and then they're like kind of just like lost in the water you know what i mean yeah yeah i i think more than anything with kevin smith and us is we've grown up with kevin smith we've yeah. been through his career highs and his career lows he was kind of the speaker box for guys like us movie nerds comic nerds just kind of like nerds yeah but not I'm... nerds not nerds in like the 1950s since like you're good at school and you pocket protector like, guys that are stuck in, like... Man-childs. Not even man-child. We were, were guys were, were far away from, like, the, the fucking center of the universe in our, in our hometowns. And we have these aspirations, and we like these things that nobody else likes around us. Right. You know, and he was kind of our speaker box that we were, like, we were profane, and we were, you know, gross, and we yeah. were fat. <laughs> yeah. I was bad. Like, you know, like at 13 years old, all my buddies were like, they were into playing football, going hunting, and I guess dating. I still like watching cartoons and playing with action figures. You know what I mean? I never, I never grew out of that to this day. (laughs) And, And Kevin Smith is a guy that's like, if you are true to your vision and you are good and you are kind and you are sincere, then you can have everything you want like he's had this movie career on his terms and he's you know he's been married to his wife for like 20 years yeah and you know he you just see him living his best life and you just rooting for him because you've been there from the beginning yeah i mean another thing listener so he like rabbit mentioned i think it was two years ago now he he had a heart attack almost killed him like for, a, like for, a severe like a severe yeah heart attack like and he shared like he shared it on, on Instagram I remember like fair like you know once he got to like a state he's you know he shares his life with his fans 
and for people like me and Rabbit Hill, this was big, de- devastating news. But man, he came back. He took it seriously. I mean, I'm still a fat guy, but if it was like, well, if I want to lose weight, it's because Kevin Super Skinny Smith now is you know making me want to do it. He <clears throat> he's vegan now, and this is a guy that loves his food just like me. And I'm just like, I'm even, I was like, you're vegan. But you love donuts and cheeseburgers and all that shit. But he did it, man. He, took, he flipped the script so he could keep on going, keep on making his art. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm 100%. Like, that's why I was like, let's just talk about Kevin, man. Like, Clerks 3 is coming out. We're getting He-Man, Master of the Universe tonight. And this is like, this is a guy that just needs praise and love. And if you've never watched his movies, Mall Rats is on Prime Video right now. So now we're at the recommendation part of the of the podcast. I always say at the end, we'll do some recommendations. So that's my recommendation for what you should watch. Uh, stop watching shit on Netflix. There's nothing good. At, well, there's some stuff, but nothing really get on there and devote at least what 98 minutes to mall rats. And you'll fucking love it. It's on prime video right now. It's got Jason London or is it Jeremy? One of the London twins, Jason Lee, early Ben Affleck, Jay and silent Bob, Shannon Doherty, uh, Joey Adams. And who else? Michael. Yeah. It's and it's a great, good, funny story. It's light. You can get drunk, get drunk, stoned to it. Invite your buddies over, have a good time. Rabbit, what do you got? Um, do you want to talk about uh what we've watched in the last week? I mean, yeah, anything that you want to re- tell people to recommend, you know? Uh, what did I watch? This I watched a couple things. Um, I watched on Prime that uh, Werewolves Within. Oh, you rented it? I'm waiting for it to come out to buy. Yeah, I was bored. I was doing laundry or something, so I paid like $4.99 or whatever. Um, It it was all right. It uh, it had some good jokes in it. I liked the cast a lot in it. It was a really good good cast, and it had fun. It was kind of like – it was one of those kind of like limited set kind of movies. Like it really just takes place like in a couple places in this this village and in – um in in this uh this like bed and breakfast um like these folks in a small like what kind of Alaskan yeah. town or they get like snowed in and attacked by a werewolf at the same time or something yeah okay and or they, they, like they're not sure but someone's sabotaging the town and they uh, got like there's a new sheriff on the scene right the Sam Richardson he, actually, yeah. he is actually a park ranger okay uh, Sam Richardson, who uh, was just in The Tomorrow War, and he's probably the only good thing about the movie The Tomorrow War. Really? J.K. Simmons isn't good in that? The J.K. Simmons is in there for like two minutes. Oh, fuck. Then I, I can't watch it. Yeah, but Sam Richardson's <laughs> in it, and he, all the good jokes are his jokes. Dude, Sam Richardson makes me laugh, like, just insanely, especially in Veep. Oh, my God. Yeah, like he's really funny. He's got good. He's got good. Um, and then, and he was really the only thing. I mean, not the only thing, but that animated show on Netflix, Hoops. His lines and Hoops are the best. Oh, yeah, Hoops wasn't great. It had some good jokes in it. A couple good jokes. <laughs> yeah, dude. And um, okay, so you're telling people they should. Wa- but wa- I would wa- say if you're in a werewolf movie mood, the wolf of in snow the hollow, the wolves a snow hollow is so. So good and I, different. I, I, I want to rewatch it. I might watch that today. Gosh, damn, it was good. And I'm so different. And I said we said we said it last week. So that's rabbits giving you stuff. I'm trying to give them stuff that's streaming on there. They don't have to rent to buy it. 
but uh, you, you know, know I, I, it, uh, Wolves No Hollow might be free now. I definitely paid money to watch it back last November. I, I, I bought it. I bought it as soon as it came out because of two words, two words only: Robert Forster. Yeah, it's like his last. It's like his last. It, movie. it was his last movie, and that's and it was. And then I heard it was about a werewolf, and I was like, I'm in it. Yeah. And Robert Forster is so damn good in it, but he's so damn good in everything he does. I watched Mulholland Drive uh, last Sunday for the first time ever. He's only in one scene, and I was like, that's all I needed. That was he he should have had a bigger career. Yeah. He's he's the best part of uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah. You know, maybe next week we'll talk about Robert Forster and the appreciation. Push. But anyway, guys, so hope you enjoyed this. Hope we, if you've listened to this far along, enjoyed the Kevin Smith appreciation. Kevin, if you ever listen to this, we love you. We love you, you get, so much, Kevin. And we will be in your movies for free. <laughs> and, if, and if Western Union, if you're listening to this, uh, we're sorry what we said. We are looking for corporate sponsors. <laughs> uh, you know, Rabbit, hey, you're the locations guy, Kevin. You film in Atlanta. Hit up that guy. If if you are going to do Mallrats 2, we have a dead mall here <laughs> in Savannah. So come on over <laughs> to Savannah, Georgia. And film in a dead mall, and you got your guy right here waiting on you, rabbit. Forty percent tax incentive, and then you need. Of course, you're going to need a nerdy fat guy in the background. Boom! You can just pay me in movies. You know, movies is a real thing now. Uh, remember, have you tried it yet? Remember, you could order the on gold. I don't. Bill. I don't live in some like mecca like you do in San Francisco, where you get like celebrities come and. They haven't come here. Tours. I had to order it through. I had to order it. it. They've only gone to select cities, so they're. I, I'm surprised they haven't come to Atlanta yet because they're basically. Try, they find like a spot that will let them turn it into a movies for like a month, and it's just pop ups. But it's really cool. So you can. There's an app called Gold Belly, and you can order the movie meal kit, and they like it's you know freeze it or freeze dry. No, not freeze dry. They freeze it, and you get it there, and like you make your hat the movies burgers and everything. It's so good. And chocolate pretzels because it's a gag, and it's all gags from his movies and stuff. I was really that was so watch great. his movies and then and then do that. Yeah, for the whole experience. But be on the lookout. You can follow on his Instagram or uh, Derek Barry. That's the guy in charge of the um, pop up stuff. They're like that movies is still traveling around. I can't remember where they're at right now. I was try I try to get them to come to San Francisco, but they have yet to. <laughs> and also for the full wordy nerdy uh experience follow wooderson on instagram yeah follow me wooderson slater 89 and then follow you dude you got two accounts you, yeah no my accounts my accounts are uh private do not follow me i will not <laughs> accept your request what what even your commissar benny your your mini one did you show so, your mini? Uh, no, so I paint Warhammer minis, and uh, I share what I paint on one called Commissar Benny. If you like Warhammer, then do follow me. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't care. Otherwise, I do. Uh, you can follow me. I do care. Hope you enjoyed, folks. We weren't too all over the place this week. I feel good about don't it. Don't apologize. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my beginning segment next week. <laughs> um, well, thank you. This has been a Wordy Nerdy Podcast. I'm Waterson Slater. I'm Rabbit. And have a good day. <laughs>